Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us today for our next episode of Mixed Messages with Jeff Bogue. My name is Joe Caruso, and I'll be your host as we dig into today's topic. Well, from news sources to comedians, from friends to advertisements, it seems everyone has an idea of how we should think, live, and make decisions. And when everyone disagrees, how do we cut through the noise? How do we sift through all of that information overload and choose what actually governs our lives? Well, we've been processing these things, and our leadership is consistently praying for all of us, so we want to offer a resource to navigate some of the day's most pressing topics and questions. Hi, Connie. Hello. How are you doing? I'm great. Excellent. So if you are watching, you've already known that uh, this is not Jeff Bogue across the table (laughs) for me today. (laughs) And if you're listening, that voice surprised you. Um, So we have a guest with us today. Her name is Connie Rohalli, and she's gracious enough to join us for today's episode. Uh, Connie has been with our church for, did you say it has been 20 years? I said 20 years. That's awesome. Yeah. Like, I love that. And uh, you've seen... Your whole spiritual journey here? Yes. I actually, my claim to fame, which I'm going to say, I was the first person to accept Christ at Bath Campus. Wow. That's so awesome. So yeah, my whole spiritual journey has been in grace. That's so great. That's so great. And uh, if you know Connie, you love Connie. And um, (laughs) Connie has been um, involved, obviously, in the church for a long time, but she's also been a leader in multiple Mm -hmm. capacities. She's been on, she is and has been on staff in various roles. She's just wonderful. And we pretty much are always looking for ways to have her involved (laughs) in whatever way she's willing. So um, she's going to be joining us today and talking through today's topic. But Connie, um, I'll let you share this part. Like, why, why... Are you here? Why, why? Why? Yeah. Why do you want to talk about what we're going to talk about well, today? Well, uh, there's been a couple new things that have come across. Uh, yeah, in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah, it's been it's been some news, and so uh, actually, I saw Joe at the office and said, "Hey, I kind of want to just chat with you a little bit," and he uh, knows some of my story. But um, when I first came here over 20 years ago. Um, actually, uh, Jeff did, my husband, Rick and I, our premarital counseling when we first got married and we're a blended family. So, um, we came with a little bit of history mm-hmm. and I remember Jeff very clearly in our premarital counseling said, Hey, if you have any secrets or anything that could later come out to hurt your spouse, probably a good idea to clear it before you get married. And, uh, I immediately was like, well, nice guy. He's probably not going to marry me, what I have to say. You know, so I was, uh, was horrible, but we had a conversation and uh, my husband admitted some stupid little things from when he was married before, at least in my mind, like these are things that I did that I, you know, and I said, well, I gotta, you know, I gotta tell you something that I did years ago. And uh, so I just share with my almost my fiance, that I'd had an abortion mm. um, years before, and it was shocking to him. Um, I, He and I had been coming to Grace Church, and um, I had not shared that with him before. I was um, very few people, less than a handful of people knew my story. And so I shared it with him, and it was hard, and we got through it. And I kind of just, that was it. <laughs> and so couple years go by and and it was just like kind of there but I would push it away and uh, you'd see a billboard you'd you'd hear something actually would be talked about in sermons here at Grace Church and um, so little by little I finally um, realized that something was going on so I met with Pastor Jeff and I said 
I have this horrible secret and I need to tell you. And so I shared it with Jeff and I said, Rick knows. And, but it's just really like, I just felt like under the weight of it. Mm. Again, I didn't do anything with that until probably a year or so later. And there was a lady from our church who was trying to get this thing promoted, this class. And I happened to be answering the phones at Grace Church. And, you know, she's telling me in this group uh, was called Surrendering the Secret. And she said it's for post-abortive women. Mm. Never heard that before, ever. And was shocked that Grace Church would be wanting to do, you know, be part of that. And I heard myself totally against my will say, I need to take that class. <laughs> so that was um, probably 12, 13 years ago or so that I took the class and probably the hardest eight weeks that I can remember wow. for a really long time. And uh, it um, brought up things that I had wanted and had shoved down for a really long time. And um, But what I realized um, that I had um, pushed it down so far that I had numbed myself... And working through it, um, there's a book, and a lot of it is scripture and Bible-based, but boy, working through it, um, I realized that there were decisions I even made after that horrible decision, and it was based on how I felt about myself, and um, having be a, a newer believer when I first came to Grace Church, I knew God had forgiven me, but boy, this this is something that's like the worst of the worst, and I was petrified to deal with it. And the the group that I went to in the class, there were other women who'd been through what I'd been through, who led it with me, or who led it, and helped me to see that um, it just opened my eyes to what what Jesus did on the cross. If it wasn't enough for this, hmm. then I was kind of like elevating myself above his sacrifice. And so I was finally, like my eyes were open to be like, okay, I I for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So I was like, okay. But the the shame and the pain and the it just took me through so much. And so years go by and I'm now I'm co-leading and I'm now leading the group for the last however many years. Um, so I was passionate about this decision that just came through for a lot of reasons. But I remember before I went through healing, I would hear the word and I'd be paralyzed. I couldn't say the word, oh, couldn't goodness. say the abortion word. I was paralyzed for fear and shame and guilt. And if somebody knew my secret and I thought, oh, my gosh, you know how many women are out there um, who, because of this news and the... Uh, they are probably, it's in their face all day, every day, and they might not have told a soul, sure. their husbands, their moms, their, you know, so I'm thinking, boy, I just have such compassion for that group of women mm-hmm. and the men who were involved in it as well, but I just have such compassion for them, like, boy, they just must be hurting yeah. terribly right now. Well, that has been, um, that's been my experience in these last few weeks yeah. as well. I mean... I'm glad that um, grace for you and and mm-hmm. and for me and for the folks I've been able to talk to has had that legacy of we'll walk you through yeah. <laughs> just about any journey. I can't think of a journey we wouldn't help you walk through. Absolutely. Um, and so I've had multiple conversations over the last mm-hmm. couple of weeks where um, it is it's mothers or it's fathers that are coming and forward and they're saying like this has been a part of my past and mm-hmm. we have wept together, we have mm-hmm. cried, you know, we've just walked through these things and. 
the, that decision, not not the decision, so to yeah. speak, but like their personal decision um, came at all these very unique times and all of these very unique ways. And it, I felt like every time the conversation kept coming up, all I could think of was um, in John chapter eight when uh, the woman is thrown at Jesus's feet for her, mm-hmm. you know, sexual sin. A, a yep. slightly different scenario than what we're mm-hmm. talking about today, but mm-hmm. how dare you do this thing was kind of the accusation. Jesus eventually gets to the place where it's just her and him standing there. It says, "Where are your accusers?" And right. she says, "They've gone. Is there no one left to condemn you?" No. Well, neither do I. Yeah. Yeah. That Jesus invites us in. Yeah. That that is a warming, um, loving reaction, and I wish there was more of that. Sure. And um, and so f- for for those who have made that decision, like me, mm-hmm. and find healing, and for for those who um, actually just hearing about it are maybe shocked and like, oh, well, now what do I do with this news? I think what you said having that conversation, because I've been leading this group for a long time now, uh, probably 60 women or so I've, I've met with through the years, they all have a unique story. Absolutely. And so my hope and, and the compassion is, let's just talk about this. Mm-hmm. And, and let's just talk about it like for, for everything, like that's a person, like these people you're talking to, and for somebody to talk to me, and for me to share my story, which sounds like shocking, like, wow, I, you're not the face of the person I would think who mm. would have an abortion, yeah. okay? So every single person has a story, and and so we need to hear that story Absolutely. and hear what they're going through now, what, what their spouse did before they... Uh, just every single story is different and unique and just hearing their hearts through that like what mm-hmm. Jesus did like yeah. i i'm just my hope is that we as the church of uh, we just talk to people just talk about it absolutely the one of the things that um we try to encourage uh, here at the church, I think a lot of churches do, but it's this concept of what we call biblical community, places where you can find people that will encourage you in your faith with Jesus and walk alongside Mm -hmm. you. And whether that's momentary, it's a few conversations with a leader, whether it's seasonal, you've been in a group for a few months or even longer, a few years, or maybe it becomes those lifelong friends that are kind of the diamonds in the rough, so to speak. But when you find people to journey along with you, they meet you in our lowest of lows, yeah. and they meet us in our highest of highs. Like uh, Romans 12 says we should rejoice with those who rejoice mm. and then mourn with yep. those who mourn. It's not scold those who mourn. Right. Um, you know, it, but it, and that's what I love about Jesus. Like I love that you, how you were talking about everybody has a unique story because we almost always assume that people have had our personal backgrounds, and that's not true. They know what we grew up with. They know all the things that we've come to understand, and then they've somehow decided to disagree with Mm -hmm. the same logic that's in our brains. And that's not it. We come down different pathways, and yet Jesus meets us in the... He's willing to meet us in the seven and a half billion different ways that are on this planet right Right. now, and then call him to himself. Right. He 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 listens, like his example yeah. throughout the Bible. He asks questions, mm-hmm. right? Like I think back when I made that decision, I certainly made a quick decision and I certainly didn't talk about it with sure. anyone. So so had there been 
people who I was in community with, I am now, but I wasn't then, but for people to even just say, uh, you know, I would be like in this panic, like I, I have to, I'm making this quick decision and this is what I'm doing. And, you know, if somebody would have like talked to me and just mm -hmm. like heard what was going on in my life, heard my fears, heard, you know, if somebody would have met me there, I could have thought through it a little more. And I think the women that I've worked with through the years and, and counseled with and cried with and agonized with, the, the one thing I think that's constant is we made a quick decision and we kept it a secret. So if you're not in community where people know you and um, you feel you can be open with, then, then that secret is what keeps us from being close to the Lord too. Mm -hmm. And I know once I made that decision, I made a lot of bad ones right after it because my my view of myself was so tarnished. And mm. um, even, you know, um, once I kind of went through the healing, I still, like, it wasn't immediate, obviously, but the healing kind of takes you through a scripture um, after scripture, and it breaks down, you know... Um, how how Jesus can forgive you, but how that grace is like you're a new creation and you um, have that uh, forgiveness that now allows you to be like, he can redeem this, mm -hmm. okay? I'm so not proud of what I did, but there's redemption in there and there's beauty from the ashes. And I think it's scary sharing my story the first time. And I, and I definitely... Um, know when to talk about it. I don't scream it from the rooftops or anything, but sure. when I'm asked, I'll tell my story because I think um, what Jesus did was enough for this and yes. that there is forgiveness and I can walk in freedom and I certainly wasn't before. So yeah. uh, I'm just, it, people, other people need to know that, not just about this issue, but just let's just talk. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> let's just have this conversation. Oh, I, I think one of the um, most common weapons of mm. of the enemy is to make us assume that we're alone, that there's no one to yeah. come to, that obviously that God certainly doesn't want to hear from us, mm -hmm. and that no one has gone through or experienced or been yeah. tempted like or has been in pain like, or you keep filling in your... No one has gone through this, right. and nothing could be further from the truth. Right. Um, and, and even if... The person across from you hasn't gone through what you've gone through. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean that they can't offer sympathy, a listening ear, mm -hmm. a shoulder to cry on, you name it, where we don't have to find someone that has done everything the same way right. we have. Right. Um, that's not what community is. Right. Community is meeting each other in our differences right. and then and, helping and, us walk forward. And sometimes even holding space. Yeah. Holding space just for you to be like, you know, this has really upset me. I, I might not have gone through. You're right. But I felt pain. Yeah. You know, so um, I, I just think that it just should be a time that we as church, as believers, as people um, trying to follow after the Lord, we should kind of just say, okay, now what can we do? Yeah. Like, so I'm, I've been in a lot of conversations too, and I'm thinking, what can I do to make a difference? You know, sure. and and I do think that this is a starting point. Let's just mm -hmm. talk about it and and see what we can do yep. to love somebody. And you're right, not just a one-off conversation, but sometimes maybe getting involved, maybe um, just you know helping them as they agonize over different things. But um, just being heard. Yeah. Oh, and I felt that, and then I felt that. Through scripture, it was confirmed, you know, that I that I am forgiven, and um, it just 
it was a huge weight. And I think the whole thing of, you know, what he did on the cross was enough. That this isn't the worst thing possible that, you know. Yeah. Well, Connie, I I, want to ask a couple of questions here um, about, because you've also, you've you've mentioned this, but you've also helped people Mm -hmm. walk through this directly. And so... I want to ask, um, and obviously we can't address every scenario. We just talked mm-hmm. through so many unique stories. But if we kind of boil a few of those down, if if someone is, maybe they're kind of in the middle of this, um, and, and there's probably a spectrum even there mm-hmm. that they're like, man, if I if I got pregnant soon, I would probably want to get yeah. an abortion. Or those that maybe are finding themselves, maybe some, maybe there's a listener that they just found out they're pregnant right. and they're contemplating it. Um, how how would you recommend, or what maybe what would you recommend those women do um, mm. if they find themselves kind of in those early stages thinking about what if, um, right. wh- what would you recommend? Uh, definitely, I would say pause, mm-hmm. okay? Because I do know most of these decisions to have an abortion are quick. They're not thought through, and um, they don't want to hear other options or anything like that. It's just a quick thing. So I would definitely say find someone someone at a church, someone that you um, can trust and just just approach it. I mm-hmm. think a lot of women who have gone through, unfortunately, who, who have gone through this study, um, a lot of them have been in the church. Mm-hmm. And um, unfortunately, sometimes they were afraid to tell their parents. Sure. And so um, they make a quick decision because they don't want to bring shame on their parents. So I would say, or whatever the situation is, so I would say definitely... Share your story with somebody mm-hmm. and just say, I just, you know, this is big news and I am shocked and mm-hmm. I just kind of want to talk about it. And I think had somebody sat with me and said, well, what are your fears and what um, what seems to be a roadblock? Like, what, what do you imagine? Like, let's look at this situation and then let, let's look at this one. And just kind of just letting them talk about it and giving them hope. Yeah. giving them compassion and just loving them where they're at because um, you're panicked. I don't care <laughs> yeah. what this, I've seen it from every situation you could think of and you're in a panic and you want to just make a quick decision. You don't want to think through a lot of other things. You mm-hmm. just, it's it's panic. And um, so I would say talk through with somebody. And, um, and then I definitely think that we should, if we're, talking to somebody about it, we should talk to our families Mm -hmm. about it and our children age appropriately and say, hey, if you or your friends or you hear about this or somebody from your group or somebody on the whatever team Mm -hmm. or whatever, like if you hear, let them know they can come talk to me Mm -hmm. and I'm not going to ridicule them. I want to help them. I want to love them. I just want to hear what's going on. And, you know, what if somebody's like, well, I can't tell my parents. I, you know, da, da, da. Well, I could go with you. I could sure. like, like make it more of a walk with them. Mm-hmm. So I would say just share your story with somebody, yeah. and um, because the secret mm-hmm. enemy loves things that are in in secret and that are hidden, and that blocks our relationship with the Lord. First of all, mm-hmm. and um, it just we we need people. So I think yeah. just sharing it with somebody, definitely yeah. anyone at, at Grace Church for yep. sure, because we. We love those that are... I, I think one of the um, the presuppositions that sometimes we think mm-hmm. of in those situations when 
and I realize I'm a guy talking about this. Yeah. Um, but when you find out you're pregnant, you assume I'm the only one that's been panicked. Yeah. So like, I'm a guy. Mm-hmm. I do have a daughter. Yeah. I freaked out <laughs> when I found it, and we were trying to get pregnant. <laughs> we wanted to have a child, right. you know, with my wife. Yeah. And, and we I were... freaked out when she said, "Guess what?" Mm-hmm. And I kind of buried it under this. Like, I mean, I was excited, but I yeah. kind of buried my freaking out under that. Mm-hmm. And Connie, it got so strong, I literally had full blown like physical anxiety. Oh awaiting yeah. the birth of my child. And even yeah. for the first few months, I mean, pulling over on the side of the road, I couldn't drive anymore. I'm hyperventilating in the car because I'm about to be a dad. And I'm just, quote unquote, just a dad. My body right. is, quote unquote, right. not changing, all that stuff. Right. But I am panicking. Right. What does it mean that I'm going to have a child? Oh, the responsibility and the life change and just the weight of it. So, and then, yeah, so I can't, what'd you do? I would <laughs> think that that is, first of all, higher for the mom, because yeah. I'm not just watch, or I should say, I'm just watching it happen. Yeah, right. Um, but I, I think what I want to encourage is if you're feeling afraid or panicked or whatever, you're in good company with probably every parent that's walked <laughs> on the face of the earth. Right, like, right. So that's not unique. No. And that panic is not a cause of anything to do something dire or drastic and certainly quick, like you said. Yeah. You asked what I did. Um, so, um, well, first of all, I, I, I don't know why somewhat, maybe ironically, even as a pastor, whatever that means, it took me too long Mm -hmm. to start really running to the Lord about this. Yeah. Why am I so afraid? Like, why am I so panicked? Mm -hmm. Um, I had, I started having conversations with my life group leader at the time and I said, Hey, like I, I went to the doctor. I'm like, Maybe is God trying to get my attention about a health issue? Oh. And he, this is, uh, it's not funny. In Ironic hindsight, funny. it feels funny. Okay. But like, um, he's writing out the prescription for me for anti, uh, you know, anxiety. Yeah, mm-hmm. like for anxiety. And and he and he said, so what's been changing? And we had been talking, but then he asked the question, well, what's changing in your life? I said, well, I'm not going to be a dad in like <laughs> a month. And he literally <laughs> tore that piece of paper off and crumpled it up. And threw it away. Yeah. And he said, if it's not gone in six months, let's talk. Yeah. That's how – he was done mm-hmm. dealing with my quote-unquote anxiety. I mean, I had chest pains, oh. the whole thing, and he was done dealing with it yeah. because this is how common it is right. as a parent. And it made you – then what did you go through? Like, oh. oh, right? So then you're like, okay, I'm not alone. Yeah. This this. This is a common feeling for a dad or a mom or whatever. Yeah. And and you're right. That and plus if you're the woman, your hormones and your everything. And so you really shouldn't Gosh, trust I can't imagine. <laughs> trust your own mind at that at yeah. that point. So yeah, definitely talk about it. Just like most things, you're never alone. Not at all. And uh somebody'll listen. So um so that would be kind of like uh one story. Yeah. Um what about um, someone that maybe um, we 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 just had an abortion, mm-hmm. or maybe you've been keeping it a secret for a long, right. long time? Um, right. I don't know for sure if you would recommend that every one of them come talk to somebody, but what maybe you would? I, I'm really legitimately curious what you would recommend. Right. Yeah, I would say you, you need to share that secret with someone. Mm. Um, and again, that panic, 
times a million sure. at that point, mm. you know, because um, it is the worst. And how could you? And the judgment and the the shame and the guilt. And it is, I mean, you are burdened and you have very low self-worth. And you, even though you might come across like, well, you know, at the time, and it was for me, and it was the best decision, whether it just happened or it happened years ago, um, because it was probably a quick decision and it's secret, um, you don't share. I mean, there's grief. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. And and it's a different kind of grief because we don't, since we don't share this, we're grieving alone a yeah. lot, you know, with and it's a loss and our bodies and everything we go through. So I would definitely say if you're on the other side of it and and you've already made that decision, I'd say, yeah, definitely talk to the Lord about it too. But um, hopefully you have a connection here to Grace or another church that you know um, is loving like that and that who definitely wants to walk through hard things with you, and we don't shy away from things here. So um, I think talking to somebody about it, um, just sharing, unburdening that, because you you probably think like, oh, no, you know, I— it's okay. You know, most most of the time, the person you decide to share it with um, that you trust will be loving and be like, oh, that must be horrible. Sure. That, yeah. oh, how right. are you? What do you, wow. You know, tell me. Tell mm-hmm. me your story. And I can't tell you through the years I've been doing this that when they share their story during our group, a lot of times it's the first time they've told their story. Oh, yeah. and, and it isn't just that event. Okay, it's not just walking into something. It is everything that led up to it. It is your childhood, maybe why you think the way you think, or, um, oh my gosh, it's everything leading up to it and then after it too. So there's so many nuances to that. I definitely um, think that the enemy can use things that we keep in secret. So bringing it to light, um, and there are a lot of places in different counties you can um, that have places where you can talk through with a counselor or with somebody you know mm-hmm. at a local church who you can meet with somebody who's already been through it because yeah. sometimes that's the best. Like we offer a grief group. Yep, it's led by somebody who's experienced grief. So in this particular situation, it's not a hundred percent necessary, but it's one of those things that if somebody has already been through it to talk to you about it, it's just that extra comfort level and sure. it's just reassuring right off the bat. Yep. Um, and it's a privilege to hear people's stories for sure. I and I can tell you every single time, every mm-hmm. single time I wish it's such a private thing, but I wish I could take a picture of the woman when I first see her and at the end of the eight or 10 weeks, or oh, however long it. I've had woman who, 40 years of marriage, who's come to me and said, you know, I was mad at my husband for 40 years, and I never really knew that this was why. Oh, wow. And so it's like, it strengthens marriages. It it takes the block of, of shame away from the wall you've built up between you and the Lord, because it's sin you haven't dealt with. So once you get past that, boy, people just, these women just say, they're just lighter. Find and, freedom. It's it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So I also want to ask you, I'm sure you mentioned, you know, um, the the woman and the others who were in your mm-hmm. first Surrendering the Secret group. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned um, even Rick's reaction. Yeah. Um, you mentioned when you went and pastor, talked to Pastor Jeff. Yep. What were some of the... 
whether it's characteristics, um, mm. the words, uh, the actions that these folks did that were very helpful to you. Like, in other words, mm-hmm. how do we love well yeah. in all of this conversation? Yeah. Well, I, I definitely, um, my husband loves me and uh, was engaged to be married to me, and he was shocked um, just because I had hit it, mm-hmm. you know. So he um, he worked through it. He was shocked, and, and he was like, wow, that must have been horrible, you know, for you to go through that. Um, as I uh, spoke to Pastor Jeff, he actually said, you're not the first person who has come to me from our church. And um, quite honestly, I was like, I know if you want me to quit, and, you know, oh, yeah. I mean, I, I honestly did. I'm oh like, I gosh, totally sure. get it. Now I have to quit my job here. And and um, I was met with love and uh, care. But um, I think, uh, yeah, just the the people, the, the ladies who met with me, too, just saying that there is hope and that, you know, um, God can forgive even this, mm-hmm. you know, as big as I've made it out to be. And it is big and there's consequences. And it was huge. Um, that there's there's hope and there's grace, but um, some of the common yeah some of the common things that the women have after they've shared with me they they have been like wow I haven't talked about that in 20 years or you know now I'm gonna I've had this strained relationship with my mom because oftentimes unfortunately the moms are the ones that take their daughters to get this mm-hmm. um, done because of the shame and and just their background. To, um, too, excuse me. So I think um, just I was met with love and grace and um, not shock or judgment. So sure. um, I think it's just like anything else. You just got to look at them and think, wow, they're hurting like you. If I would have known you and you would have been panicked about being a dad, I would have been like, oh, my gosh, you talk so highly of your father. And I mm-hmm. would think now I know you're Ainsley and I know your wife. And I think, wow, you know, you were made to be a dad. But <laughs> That, that that anxiety, that fear of the unknown, and and that's just how we're made. That's Absolutely, tough. yeah. So one of our heartbeats here at Grace, <clears throat> excuse me, is uh, we, and you've talked about it twenty times, I think, in, in, a, in a wonderful way. We want a dialogue. Yeah, we want to walk alongside you, and so. If you're listening to this, if you're watching this, and you're like, you know what, I I need to talk to someone, and I. I Regardless of where you find yourself in this mm-hmm. conversation, um, maybe you're hurting. Maybe you have a, a stubborn view. I don't know. I don't know. Wherever you're at in mm-hmm. this conversation, you got to talk to somebody, and mm-hmm. we want to be available for that mm-hmm. here um, as as a church, as a family, as a community yep. of people trying to follow Jesus as best as we can. Uh, Connie, we didn't talk about this before. Would you be willing to have people reach out to you through email yeah. if people want to talk? Yeah, so, absolutely. Uh, what, what's your email address? It is proverb underscore 31 2001 at Yahoo. Um, yeah, definitely. I Everything's confidential. All the mm-hmm. classes and everything here at Grace, too, everything's confidential. But yeah, I definitely am open and mm-hmm. um, anybody on staff, too, yeah. and the pastors and... Yeah. And I know but, anybody can, uh, you know, draw their slider back, but can you say your email address one more time? Yep. Proverb, P-R-O-V-E-R-B, underscore 31, 2001 at Yahoo. Awesome. Very, very cool. 
Well, thank you for making yourself available, Connie, not only today, but to have any of those conversations that potentially come your way. Um, If if we can help you um, in any way through this, we would love to do that, to walk alongside, to help, to to, to love and point you to Jesus. We would just love to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and just reach out. You can uh, email Connie. You can reach out to the church. You can always go to bath.gracechurches.org slash mixed messages. Mm-hmm. And uh, even just say, I need some follow-up. I want to schedule an appointment with somebody. Do you have counseling resources? Um, we'll be doing uh, this Surrendering the Secret. That's something that rotates in and through our mm-hmm. ministries. And so keep your eyes peeled on our website and yeah. app. Uh, spe- and I'm not giving dates now because I don't know for sure when mm-hmm. you're watching this, but I want to make sure we're listening. <laughs> um, but l- keep your eyes peeled for that if you need to jump into that as well. Um, if we can help take unique steps, we want to do that. And of course, um, if you want to join in on a, in a church community, you can always do that with us on the weekend or online. And so uh, thank you very much. Thank you, Connie, for thank being you. here today. Appreciate you being open. Yeah. yeah, it's wonderful. And uh, thank you all for jumping in with us today as we continue to speak God's voice through all the mixed messages around us. Catch you next time. Mm-hmm.